Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. Good morning. How are we this morning? Good to be in church. You know, you could be lying on the beach in the sun watching the real waves roll in but you've chosen to be here this morning and I'm hoping and praying you're here because you wanna see more of God in 2019 and you want others to see more of God in you. Anyone, that's your prayer for 2019? I wanna see more of God in 2019 and I want others to see more of God in me. Hey, just before I open God's Word for us this morning, just want to say a big thank you for everyone who gave so generously to our Christmas offering this year. Every year we give a Christmas gift to some people in the world who really need one. Over the last 10 years, we've been given generously to see girls rescued from trafficking, find hope and healing in Jesus through Bloom. And uh, just last Christmas, we once again gave a very generous gift of $215,000 to uh, see many more girls. That's one of the reasons, or one of many reasons I love uh, leading this church. I love the generosity uh, in this place and the generous heart you have to bless those in need around the world. Hey, uh, why don't we pray this morning? Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing through Bloom. Thank you for the generosity you've poured out through us as a church, and we do pray that there'll be many more girls that will move from darkness to light, that will find hope and healing in you, Jesus, in Cambodia, in the Philippines. God, we, uh, we pray that uh, there will be a day where there'll be no more need for bloom because no longer are young girls getting sold for their bodies. God, I pray that as a church and churches around this world would rise up and speak up for those that are suffering injustice and do whatever we can to see your kingdom come here on, heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. And God, this morning I, I pray that as we open your word, you'd be opening our hearts to receive what you have for us. God, that we would open our hearts to receive your Holy Spirit to come in and continue to transform us into the likeness of Jesus. God, I pray that you just burn a hunger within us this morning as we kick off into 2019, a hunger to see more of you this year and for others to see more of you in us. God, would you do that work here this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Who here is a show of hands? Who's ever had the joy of trying to communicate in a country that speaks a different language to you? It's hard work. It's, 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 con, it's confusing. It's, we often have misunderstanding. It doesn't matter how beautiful the other language sounds, and many other languages do sound very, very beautiful. If we can't 
speak that language, if we don't know those words, we are left confused, we are left with misunderstanding. doesn't matter how beautiful the words are being spoken to us, it doesn't matter how precious those words are, if we can't understand them, language actually creates a barrier that will leave us out of the loop. We'll miss out. We'll miss out on the goodness of those words. We'll miss out on the power and the beauty and the sweetness of those words. Let me just illustrate this a little bit this morning. I've got a really important message to share with someone in this room who's a very important person. But I'm going to communicate this message in French, one of my many languages (laughs) that I'm fluent in. Tout est belle, mon amour. Merci, mon amour. Dormi sous pâté pendant vingt-cinq, je t'aime. Now, some of you who are almost as fluent in French as me will uh, be a little worried if I'm communicating that message to you. But that's actually a message for my beautiful bride, Susan. And I just said, you are beautiful, my love. Thank you, my love, for putting up with me for 25 years. I love you with all of my heart. 25 years on Tuesday, we just uh, celebrated our wedding anniversary, and I do love you as much as that day on the screen back there, and yeah. Still a hottie, and uh, I'm not sure how to say that in French. But you see, unless Susan is as eloquent in French as I am, she will miss out on understanding how sweet her husband is, how romantic her husband is, because she can't understand the words. In fact, I, I got a lot of bad marks when I was at school. But French was the only subject that I actually got 0% in. (laughs) I was forced to do French in year seven at high school. And we had a teacher who loved the French language. And she would get so overwhelmed with the beauty of the French language that she would speak to us in French and just close her eyes as if she was, you know, going down the French Riviera. And and as a year seven boy, I didn't find the beauty in the French language. We found a lot more fun in seeing how many things we could throw around the classroom while her eyes were closed. And so at the end of the year, I'd only learnt two words in French, fromage, which meant cheese, and yoplait, which is French for yogurt. (laughs) Unfortunately, In the final exam of the year, there were no questions about dairy products whatsoever. And so I failed miserably, zero percent. I've never been that good at communicating in other languages. My dad is much the same. He uh, went and visited my uh, daughter when she was, uh, not my daughter, my sister, when she was living in uh, Europe some years ago, and uh, he decided to show off to her his newfound Italian language, and so they walked in for breakfast at this little cafe in Italy, and he really wanted a cream horn for breakfast, because you're allowed to do that in Italy, and so he proudly goes up to the counter, and he says, 
Uno Horno. Thanks, mate. <laughs> And we've, we've, we've repeated this story many times in our family. Every time we can't understand something, it's simply, uno horno. And my sister said to my dad, don't you ever try and speak that language again. From now on, when you want something, just point to it. We've all done that in a restaurant, haven't we? We can't speak the language, we just kind of point at something on the menu. You know, this morning I actually want to talk about the glory of God. And it's something that's actually really hard to put into words. Not just in the English language, but but many languages. It's, It's difficult to actually define the glory of God. I mean, the glory of God is all of the goodness of God, all of the greatness of God, all of the wonder of God. One of the definitions I like the most is the weight of His presence. It's a pretty accurate definition, the weight of His presence. But I don't want to try and define the glory of God in words so much this morning, because it is something that's really hard to define in words. But I want to point to some things that help us see more of the glory of God. Because I reckon there's many of us in the room, our prayer this morning is that we would see more of God. We would know more of his weighty presence in our lives in such a way like Moses that became radiant in the glory of God that the whole nation saw the glory of God reflected in his life. I wonder if there's some of us here in the room this morning that our prayer is, God, I want to see more of you and I want others to see more of you in me. If that's your prayer, then King David, who saw something very powerful of the glory of God in his own life and in his own nation, wrote a song which points to the glory of God. It points to some things. It's a song written for people who want to know more of God and want others to see more of God in them. Open your Bible to Psalm chapter 19. I'm going to read it in three parts. Uh, It begins by saying, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech. There is no language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the very ends of the world. In the heavens, he's pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from his heat. You see, if you want to see more of God, you want to know more of His glory this year, you want others to see more of Him in you, there's some really practical things that we can do. I want to give you three really practical things that we can do. Firstly, David says, look up. He points to the skies and he says, the heavens declare, the heavens speak of the glory of God. He says, look up, 
see the sky, see the clouds, see the sun, see the stars. Day after day, they're speaking to you. Night after night, they're revealing God's glory to you. The sun doesn't use words that we can hear, and the, star doesn't, the stars don't discriminate with a particular language. You see, God is saying every day, everywhere, everyone can see something of my glory. God's not a God that's hiding himself from us. He's revealing himself. He's revealing his glory. How good and great and wonderful and weighty he is every single day in every single language. He doesn't want anyone to miss out. He doesn't want anyone to be confused. He doesn't want anyone to misunderstand. And so he speaks through the beauty of clouds. He sings in the blueness of the sky. You know, he whispers in the orange and the pink of a sunset. You know, he shouts on a clear, starry night through the billions of galaxies. Looking back at us, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. You know, every picture, every work of art, it, it actually describes or it shows us something of the heart of the creator, the heart of the artist. You see, we have a God who created more than 350 billion galaxies that generations of people never even knew existed. And they're still discovering more galaxies all the time. And maybe this morning, God wants you to know that no matter how big you think he is, No matter how powerful you think he is, no matter how weighty you think God is, God is always bigger than you think. There is no one that is beyond the reach of his power and his presence. God is bigger than you think right now. No matter how big you think he is right now, God is bigger. But God's just not into creating big things. You know, have a look at this ugly grub up up on the screen. He made, you know, this grub with 228 different muscles in its head. It's an ugly little thing, but it's complex. If it landed on your arm right now, you'd flick it off. Depending on your personality, you'd either squash it or carry it out to the garden. It's ugly, but it's got 228 different muscles in its head. And God is able to make this ugly little thing transform into something that's beautiful and take flight. And for some of you this morning, God wants you to know that he is able to take the smallness, the ugliness, if you're feeling insignificant this morning, he can take your small, ugly, even insignificant feeling life and he's able to make something beautiful out of it because that's what he's like. He's done it in creation and he wants to do it in our lives. Look up. You know, God's works, the works of God's hands actually reveal who he is. It reveals his glory. You know, God could have just made 300,000 beetles, but he actually decided to make 500,000 different species 
of beetles. That's a lot of beetles. I mean, who'd have thought the world really needed that many beetles? But maybe God wants you to know this morning that there is no end to his generosity. There is no end to his creativity. There is no end to what he can do in your life because God is an expansive God. He's an extravagant God. He's a generous God. You want to see what God is like. Maybe the best thing that you can do. You want to know God more this year. You want to see his glory. You want to see his glory reflected in your life to others. One of the best things that you can do is actually choose for a time every night, every week to turn off Netflix and look up at the stars that are speaking to you night after night. Maybe the best thing that you can do is switch off your computer and go and lay in your backyard with a paintbrush and just begin to try and paint the stars in the sky because they are communicating to you every single night, no matter how old you are, no matter what language you speak, night after night they pour forth speech. They are speaking to you about who God is, how glorious he is. You want to see more of God this year? Look up! God's works reveal his glory. You know, we don't worship creation. But it tells us that we have a God to worship. I actually think it takes greater faith to believe that the incredible world that we live in actually happened by just a random set of events or circumstances rather than a creator who beautifully and powerfully put it all together. And Paul said the same thing in the book of Romans. When he said Romans uh, chapter 1, he said, uh, I'm going to have to read it. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. You see, God's works reveal his glory, but it doesn't reveal exactly who God is and how to worship him. And so when David's writing this song, two and a half thousand years ago, he goes on to say, actually, there's a greater revelation. God's not hidden himself from anyone in the world, but there's actually a greater revelation even than the created world around us. He goes on to sing this. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect. It revives the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward." This is an awesome description of God's Word. Now, it was written before the whole Bible was put together. It was actually just David at that point is just speaking about the first five books of the Bible. And he's saying it's even a greater revelation than what creation is. But today we have the completed Word of God. 
It's a great revelation of who God is. It is more precious than gold. Its words are sweeter than honey. In in verse 7, it says, the word of God revives the soul. That actually when our soul is dead, it brings us alive with God. I love this next bit in verse 7. It says, it makes wise the simple. Just put your hand up if you're sitting next to someone simple this morning. Just a few of you. But you know what, you know what I find? I've been reflecting on, on that, uh, those few words a little bit this week. You know, I meet a lot of very intelligent, successful people who thrive in their occupation or their business or whatever it is they put their hand to. But they're really unwise in their family or in their marriage, their relationships, their finances. You know, at the end of the day, we're all a little bit simple, no matter how successful we are. And we need the the one who actually created us and designed us to live to give us wisdom. And that's what these words do. They make even the simplest of us wise. Goes on to say, gives joy to the heart. You know, sin, it says the precepts of God are right. Precepts really just a fancy word for rules or principles. It says the rules of God or the principles of God are right. Now this is really important, particularly in a culture that refuses to accept that there's any absolute truth or or wants to do what the Word of God says. What, What God is telling us here is, yes, His rules are right. Yes, His precepts are right. His principles are right. But they're right when we put them into practice because they actually bring joy to their life, not just for the sake of being right, not just for the sake of pleasing God, which they do, but because God actually wants to give us joy. And sin, if you follow the evil desires of your flesh, if you just do everything your sinful nature wants, if you just follow after greed and lust, you don't have to look very far to see that sin will eventually steal your joy and it will steal the joy of people around you. God has given us his word. It is precious. It is is more precious than gold. It's sweeter than honey. The principles he's put in here are actually for our good. He wants to put joy in our heart, and he says they're radiant. They give light to us. They help us to see how we're actually designed to live. And so the songwriter here is saying, if you want to see more of God, you want to see his glory, you want others to see more of God in you, then look up. Because the works of God reveal the glory of God. And then look down. Because the word of God reveals the glory of God. You see, this book is precious not only because it reveals to us that there is a God, but it reveals to us who God is. It points us to who God is, and it shows us how to worship Him. You see, this whole book, 
from beginning to end points us to Jesus. You see, in, in Genesis, he's our creator God. In, in Exodus, he's our redeemer. In Leviticus, he's your holiness. In Numbers, he's your guide. In Deuteronomy, he's your teacher. In Joshua, he's the mighty conqueror. In Judges, he's the perfect judge. In Ruth, he's your kinsman, redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he's a powerful prophet. In First and Second Kings, he's the reigning king. In First and Second Chronicles, he's our intercessor and our high priest. In Ezra, he's your faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he is the rebuilder of broken walls. In Esther, he stands in the gap to deliver you from your enemies. In Job, he understands your pain. In Psalms, he's your reason to sing. In Proverbs, he's your wisdom for life. In Ecclesiastes, he's your purpose and your satisfaction. In the Song of Solomon, he's the lover of your soul. In Isaiah, he's a mighty counselor, a prince of peace, an everlasting father. In Jeremiah, he's your comfort. In times of trouble, in lamentations, he's the ever faithful one on whom you can depend. In Ezekiel, he's the son of man. In Daniel, he's the ancient of days. In Hosea, he's your faithful lover. In Joel, he's your refuge. In Amos, he bears your burdens. In Obadiah, he's your mighty saviour. In Jonah, he's your salvation. In Micah, he's your peace. In Nahum, he's your avenger. In Habakkuk, he's the holy one. In Zephaniah, he's mighty to save. In Haggai, he's the Lord of hosts. In Zechariah, he's the crucified son. In Malachi, he's the son of righteousness. In Matthew, he's king of the Jews. In Mark, he's the faithful servant. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's the risen saviour of the world. In Romans, he is your justifier. In 1 Corinthians, he's your righteousness. In 2 Corinthians, he's the triumph one. In Galatians, he sets you free. In Ephesians, he's the head of the church. In Philippians, he's your joy. In Colossians, he's your completeness. In Thessalonians, he's your hope. In 2 Thessalonians, Jesus is your glory. In 1 Timothy, he's your mediator. In 2 Timothy, he's your master. In Titus, he is our blessed hope. In Philemon, he's your benefactor. In Hebrews, he's your great high priest. In James, he's our judge. In 1 Peter, he's our example. In 2 Peter, He's our purity. In 1 John, he's your life. In 2 John, he's your pattern. In 3 John, he is your truth. In Jude, he is the foundation of your faith. And in the book of Revelation, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's who he is. You see, the whole of this book doesn't just point us to the fact that there is a God. It points us to who God is is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. In Hebrews chapter 1, it says, He is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. You see, God is not hiding from you. He's revealed Himself to you in His Word. If you want to see more of him this year and you want others to see more of him in you, you've got to get into the word of God. I really want to encourage you this year. You want to see more of God in your own life, in your family? You want to see more of God in this church? You want others to see more of God in you? 
God is gracious, but there is no shortcuts. You've got to get into his word. Reveals who he is and how to worship him. Get it in your calendar now at the beginning of the year. Read through, get on our Bible reading app and, and, and read through the Bible this year. Let, let me just give you a really simple, really simple way I've been using to read the Bible for years. This, this might help a couple of people. It's, it's just the soap way of journaling. My, my, uh, my journal from earlier this year is going to come up on the screen. You won't be able to read it because I write about as eloquently as I speak French. But uh, it's, uh, that's just my, I don't know why it's there twice, but it's only once. Um, this is just what I do to live in God's Word, and it's essentially where this message comes from. Who here washes themselves with soap at least once a day? I just put up your hands, who doesn't? There was a few hands I didn't see go. We wash ourselves in soap because we want to be clean. We want to look after our bodies. And the Scriptures is a way of us washing ourselves in the Word that we actually begin to look more like Jesus. And so the soap way of reading the Bible just means Scripture, observation, application, prayer. Now, I'm not saying it's the only way to read the Bible, but some of you here are going, I don't know how to read the Bible. I don't know what to do in 2019 that was different to 2018. I'll tell you what, this is simple because I'm simple. God's Word makes me a little bit wise sometimes. And all I do is just read. I was reading some of Exodus 33 and 34, and I just read till I get a bit of Scripture that I really believe God's speaking to me. And there's a couple of verses there. I kind of put a bit of it together. And it just said, you know, Moses, who has seen God's power, he's seen God's protection, he's seen God's provision, because he's heading up Mount Sinai, he says, God, I want more. I want more. He says, what, what if your presence doesn't go with us? How will the other nations around us know that there's something different about us? How will they distinguish us from other people who aren't your people? And so he says, please, simple prayer, please show me your glory. I want to see you more. And so I just wrote out that scripture. I don't write chapters, just a couple of verses and an observation. My observation on this day was Moses had seen the protection of God to spare his life. He'd seen the provision of God to feed them in the wilderness. He'd seen the power of God to rescue Israel from Egypt. He was hungry for more. He wanted to see the glory of God, the weight of God's presence. When Moses saw the glory of God, his face was radiant, and the whole nation saw the glory of God reflected in him. He was distinguishable from others. Just my paraphrase of Exodus 33 and 34. Application. This is me, just my own life now. I've seen God provide for my family. I've seen God protect my ministry. I've seen God's power to transform my life and others. I want that same hunger that Moses had to know God's presence and see his glory in 2019. I want to meet with God in such a way that others notice a difference in me. Simple prayer. It's just the P of soap. God, I want to see more of you. And I want others to see more of you in me. Some of you need to pick that up. Some, some of you have struggled to read the Bible for years. Something simple, don't have to do it forever, just get started. Look up. God's works reveal his glory. 
look down. God's word reveals his glory. You know, there's been most of, most of uh, uh, history since Christ, you actually had to be able to read Greek, Hebrew, or Latin to read the Bible. Most of history, you haven't had access to a printed Bible. Even when it did get translated to English, most of that time in history, there was probably one printed Bible in a village that someone would read to you. And maybe there's some of you here that are old enough today to remember a time when you only had access to one Bible in your family. It was the family Bible. God's Word is more accessible and it's more understandable than it ever has been in history. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. It is more precious than gold. Its words are sweeter than honey. It will bring you joy. It will give you light and life. It will point you to Jesus, the Savior of your soul, and show you how to worship him. We don't worship the Bible, but it does show us who God is and how to worship God. And when we worship God with all our heart, we begin to reflect God's glory to others. David finishes this song. He says, Who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then will I be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You see, I hope that's our prayer in 2019, that our lives would be open and transparent to God, that would be pleasing in God's sight, and we would live in such a way that people would see God living in us. Now, as I reflected in my journal before, you know, Moses had seen God's protect, protection, seen God's power, seen God's provision. But he says, what is it that will distinguish us from all the other people? He says, your presence must go with us. Please show me your glory. And Moses did get to see the glory of God. The glory of God passed before him. And it so transformed him that his face became radiant. And as he walked down the mountain, the whole nation saw the glory of God. And at first it was frightening how powerful the weighty presence of God was that he had to put a veil over his face. He was so transformed by God's glory. I don't know about you, but I want a little bit of that. That's what it says in Corinthians. That's the role, one of the roles of the church today. It says, we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image, the image of Jesus with, listen to this, next two words, really important, or hyphenated word, ever-increasing glory. It means whatever you've seen of God up until this point, there's more to see, and whatever work God has done in you so that others see God in you, there's more to do. It's ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The songwriter is saying to us, you want to see more of God, you want others to see more of God in you in 2019, look up 
God's works reveal His glory. Look down, God's Word reveals His glory. And thirdly, look around. God's people reveal His glory. Who are the people you're putting around you in 2019? People that you look at and say, I see something of God in them. I want some of that. Who are those people? Intentionally get them around you. Intentionally find people that you've got around you in your life, that you see something of God, that you're hearing something of God's words through them. Intentionally put them in your life, just as intentionally you take time to look up and look down. Intentionally put the people around you. That's why we encourage everyone to get into a life group. Get some people around you that you sit not just in rows with, but you sit in circles with. And you together, as you get to know God more, you're reflecting more of the glory of God to others. And I tell you, this nation we live in today desperately needs to see the glory of God. And they may not see God as they look up, and they may not open God's word to look down. They may need to see God's glory in you. Ever increasing glory. Look up, look down, look around. You know, we don't worship people, but when we worship God, you reveal God's glory to the world. And our nation desperately needs it. Corinthians chapter 4, it says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. By and large, right now, our nation is blinded from seeing the glory of God. And as believers, we have the responsibility to reflect His glory to those around us. We need to, like Paul, be able to point the finger at ourselves and say, have a look at my life. I hope that you can see something of God in me. If this is your prayer this year, you want to see more of God and you want others to see more of God in you, three simple things that you can do. God's glory is hard to describe, but here's three really practical things that you can do. Look up because God's works reveal His glory. Look down because God's Word reveals His glory. And look around because God's people Reveal His glory. Can we stand together this morning? Oh God, we're so thankful that you haven't hidden yourself from us. We're so thankful that you have been revealing yourself through all of history. Thank you for the way that you've made this glorious world that we live in that we can look at and we can see something of what you're like. Thank you for sending your son to actually come and live with us so that we could see exactly what you're like. The exact representation of your being. Thank you for your living word which speaks to us every day. Thank you for the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives that changes us and transforms us to ever-increasing glory into the image of Jesus Christ.
And God, we just say this morning, Holy Spirit, you're so welcome here. Thank you for presencing yourself with us. Holy Spirit, this morning, would you just continue to put a hunger in us to know you more and for others to see more of you in us. Just right now, just begin to stir up hunger within us. Where where we need faith to believe that's possible, stir up faith in us. God, by your Holy Spirit this morning, would you you reach into our broken lives and just transform us again today. Heal us again today. Give us fresh revelation of who you are today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're going to have a time of ministry down the front here where I'd like to pray for you as a group. I'd like to get some people to just begin to move around and pray for you. Our worship team's just going to sing over you for a little while. I just want to invite you this morning to come to the front. If your prayer, that prayer's just resonated with you today. I want to see more of God in 2019. And I want others to see more of God in me. If that's your prayer, I just love to pray over you at the beginning of the year. I'd love to just see God just ministering to you this morning through through one another. If that's your prayer this morning, I want to see more of God and I want others to see more of God in me. Just, Just walk to the front right now. Just begin to come to the front. I'd love to pray for you. I'd love our team just to sing over you for a minute. Don't be embarrassed. Don't hold back. Just say, that is the prayer of my heart. Hey, God, I want to see you more. And I want others to see more of you in me. I'm just going to pray for you as a group in just a minute. And I'm going to get our prayer team, our pastoral team to start to pray for one another. And Just when you're ready, you might just have someone you want to pray for. That's fine. Just move around and begin to pray. If that's the prayer of your heart this morning, just push your way to the front somehow. And just, just put your hands out this morning. Just open wide. Just read to receive. Just keep pushing your way forward. There'll be room down here for you somewhere. Stretch out your hands. Let me just pray. God, this is your heart. God, this is, this is you by your spirit at work in your people. God, you, you're a God who loves to reveal yourself to us. You love to show us what you're like. And God, this morning, I thank you for the hunger that you've put in these guys' hearts. God, I thank you for the the desire that they have to see you more. And this morning, I pray by your Holy Spirit, where there is a blindness, where there's a blinkeredness, God, would you take away those blinkers this morning? Would you take away that blindness? God, would you give them fresh revelation of who you are? God, would they see? Would they see your glory? Would they see your goodness? Would they see your greatness? 
God, I pray that they would see you more than what they've ever seen before in 2019. There's aspects of your character that you are going to reveal to these guys by faith. They're going to have to learn to take hold of it by faith. Some of you this morning are just going to begin to get a glimpse of what God is wanting to show you this year. And you're going to have to start to take hold of it by faith and get hungry for it and, and, and go searching God's Word for, for greater revelation that you've had before. Go looking for people and getting people around you that you see that very thing in them. There's some of you that this year, you're going to have a, a revelation of God's grace that you've never understood before. And God, I pray this morning, they'll just begin to take hold of it by faith. God, I, I pray for those who are just going to get new revelation of just awe and wonder. God, I pray right now, just open their eyes, just deposit faith in their hearts that they would begin to take hold of your awe and wonder. There'd be moments of just on their knees in, in reverent fear before you because you are so great and you are so powerful. God, would you pour out your Holy Spirit on your people this morning. Go and fill them afresh, God. God, I pray for ever increasing glory in 2019 that others would see a radiance in them. They'd see a new joy. There's people who are gonna receive joy here this morning. This is gonna be a year of extravagant joy. And you've gotta to start to take hold of it. God, this morning, just put joy in hearts. Just pour out your Spirit, God. Pour out your Spirit. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ or would like us to pray for you, please go to gatewaybaptist.com.au and let us know.